<laughs> oh, so you, now you're backtracking. <laughs> no, it's like crazy. I could, you're so clear now. Uh, you've been missing all my uh, my British accent and all my now, jokes. But now I can't, I can't believe how many people were pissed off about it. I can't talk over you now. Yeah, well, you can't bully me, you mean. <laughs> What's going on? What are you doing? No, a lot, man. Um, just listening to the puppy. Oh, look at that. Hi. Oh. Can you hear us? I can hear you now. What's going on? How are you? <laughs> Let me just uh, make you figure. All right. For those of you who don't know, obviously, you guys know Ben from last week. Carly is uh, Carly Thornton is Luke's ex-girlfriend. Is that what we should say? Or is that what, well, wait, is that, is that what I, she's how about you? I, I don't know. <laughs> all right you know what listen i'm i'm not really a good host i'm just trying to like do the best i can carly why don't you introduce yourself tell everybody who you are hi i'm carly thornton and i um i'm one of luke's very very good friends i think i think that's probably the the way to put it right now is that the best because way to put I it? I was, me and, me and Luke were in a relationship for five and a half years and then we kind of parted, but we came, became better friends, not together. Yeah. So we were kind of, we just lent on each other for everything. Um, you know, he was a big, massive part of my life. I was a massive part of his life through business, any relationships he would come over and kind of just chill out and offload. Um, yeah. Offloads with mouth, nothing else. But... <laughs> I don't think anybody thought that. But now, now I know. Now I know why you guys got along so well. Okay, that makes sense. Um. Anyway, so you know, Ben, Ben, what do you think? Check it out. I, I just finished the dye job. How do you? What do you think? Are we gonna, oh, you're going to tell everyone. I thought you were going to keep it a secret. I don't think anybody. I don't think it's a secret. Everybody sees my beard go like gray and then black. <laughs> Like, I, well, I, see, I, do, I do mine every now and then because I got a little bit of ginger in mine, right? It gets a little, uh, gets a little get the, orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, long, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, Carly. That's why I was late. I had to, I had to dye, I, I had to dye my beard. It was like just getting out of hand. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. It looks Thanks. good. Thank you. But, uh, anyway, what's going on I with you guys? I can't really see what Ben's looks like though. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's quite dark. Well, I can't grow a fucking beard to save my life. Well, Ben got a microphone this week. No, you week. don't really like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Last week, Ben didn't have a microphone. This week, we got a microphone, but now we need to get you a light. Because you're a little dark now. Jesus so Christ. Anything else? <laughs> I, I am going to... I am buying a, a plain white backdrop. It's not because of the podcast. I need it for some other videos I'm doing. So hopefully in the next few weeks, I'm going to have a, a plain white backdrop so you don't see the mess. This get is a spare bedroom. Get a uh, brick wall one like Luke had. I'm not getting a fucking brick wall. That was, <laughs> actually, you know the, brack, the Carly got in the fucking brick wall background. Is that your fault? Well, I, you know what? I was going to have that back, but now I've just got a bloody wall instead. So yeah. you have you have Luke's dog, correct? I do. Wicket, yeah. How's that yeah, going? They've, um, obviously, we had, we had Chewy together, so they're like, they're keeping each other company. They're cool, but Wicket... God, wicked farts like anything, though, man. <laughs> it's like, what? It's yeah, like Luke, typical, typical of Luke, isn't it? You Luke know? never told us that part. Yeah. How are you? Um, how and are you, you, Carly? 
Huh? I said, and you. Don't just blame that on Luke. I've heard you rip the <laughs> leggings. <laughs> how are you getting, how are you, uh, how are you making out, Carly? After? Um, the other day was a, a hard day. Um, I don't, it's weird. Like, I still find it very surreal. Um, and I don't know if I find it more surreal because we're in lockdown anyway. Um, so I don't know if I would be any different if it wasn't lockdown because we'd see each other, like we'd yeah. grab a coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas at the minute we wouldn't have seen each other anyway. But I think it's more the fact of, you know, you, you go do your, your day to day bits and then all of a sudden I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it, then it just hits me again, especially if it's something that I would normally text him and say, babe, what do you think of this? Or, mm -hmm. You know, so it's not having that person to lean on like massively. Yeah, kind of. Um, well, I was, go ahead, Ben. I was going to say, I was saying you uh, Fuad that Luke was, would help out quite a lot with Carly's glutiweb business. Like he was always. Yeah. And we, we joked about this because I always used to get annoyed at him for helping you out and not giving <laughs> our business enough attention, right? But he was, he was always like, from what I saw anyway, Carly can tell me more about it, but he was always very involved with like giving ideas and being creative. So what is, your, what is your business, Carly? Just so everybody knows, can you tell everybody what your business um, is? Glutiwear, it's a female fitness brand. Um, and Luke actually thought of the name. Okay. We were sitting down and I was coming out with names and, and then he just came out with it. So like he was the creative part. Like whenever he used to go and see Leo, um, on a Sunday, he would be driving home. He'd ring me and say, I've got this idea. This is what you should be doing. And, you know, he would always be the one to have different ideas. And if I ever got any samples, I would screenshot them and ask him what he thought of this. And, you know, we would really, we would really have like in-depth conversations about it. He loved it. But yeah. I think, as like Ben, Ben did used to get annoyed because Luke said to me, oh, he keeps on having a go at me because I'm interested in your business, but I have my own businesses and like, I'm just not interested and Ben just hates it. <laughs> I mean, nuts. Yeah, but he's, in his, in his defense, he's working with like women's pants and he gets to look at asses all day long. You haven't seen my ass in pants yet, I don't I have actually, I saw those white tights on your Instagram. <laughs> Not that good. Oh, the white types are amazing. Yeah, See? but the, the the thing is, the thing is, Ben always wears black underwear with his white tights. He does yeah, it on purpose. Like, what would you do that, that for? Exactly. Uh, practicality. You don't want to clean that mess up afterwards. What are you talking about? Are you shit your pants while you're fucking you working? Skid, you don't want to leave skids yeah. in your whites on a leg day. I, my ass is clean when I go to the gym. I don't know. Yeah, we're all right over here. <laughs> well, all right. You guys, are, you guys are better better humans than I am. I just, yeah, I've never ever worn white tights. I bought one pair once and I put them on and I'm like, this can't happen. Like, unless I'm absolutely shredded, because you can see everything. You can see like every little imperfection. So I'm like, unless I'm absolutely peeled, I'm not wearing these tights. And I just never, yeah. never got around to it. Anyways. You got to, you, if you diet now, you can yeah, I got a, I got it. Speaking of diet, Carly, are you doing, do you, do you compete at all anymore? Do you anything like that or no? No, no. I retired in 2017. So I've just downsized now. Yeah. You look great. Thanks. So you're just, so you're just modeling for your own business and that's it. Yeah. I'm a fitness model. 
Well, I I've didn't, gone past that. I didn't mean I'm it like that. I'm of the, the models now. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, you're, you posted some pictures like a couple days ago. You look pretty good now. You think? Oh, God, I was beating myself. I don't, my, well, you, well, you, you look small, but, you know. <laughs> no, I don't like my physique at all. It's like a lot of things. I've had a lot of issues, and it's just like, I'm never going to be happy with it. I've just got to get on with it and do the best I can with it and just kind of ignore the fact that I've not improved some things and some things are worse now. Like my my leg fullness is way worse than it was. Like I've lost why, it because I couldn't train. Why is that for somebody who squats so heavy and so and trains so hard? And like, it's not just heavy. It's all a lot of volume too. Like I would expect your legs to be your best body part. Oh, they were. They were with certainly my first few shows. Um, I, my upper body certainly come up a lot in the last three years. Yeah. But yeah. then, especially the last six months, uh, I shifted across the powerlifting first off in September, and that meant I was strong, but I was losing that fullness and that volume look. Um, and then I got the back injury, and I just couldn't do anything on my legs, the lower half, so yeah. all upper body stuff, and then. Um, I don't know. I just, you know what it's like. You're never going to be happy with anything. Um, and I kind of just have to accept I'm not going to – it's not going to be perfect. It never is, right? Yeah. No prep is ever perfect. I'm going to hate how I look, but I'm just going to work with what I've got. Yeah. Uh, and do the best I can with what I have. So um, Denise was tearing me apart because my front double, she was like, you've got no fucking lats. I was like, I know I have no fucking lats. Um, <laughs> she knows she's got a good eye, so she knows you. Yeah. I mean, she's been in this business for a while. She, she's, I told you, she tans all the Olympians before they go on stage. So she's, you know, she knows what she's looking at. So she was like, you know, your, your, your laps. Cause I'm worried about how way, how wide my waist is. I was telling you. Yeah. 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 And then obviously mm. where my lats don't flare as much on the front shots, it, it doesn't help things. Right. So your front double. Yeah. She, yeah. So she's going to do some grasping on my lats over the next few weeks and we'll mm -hmm. see, but I've just been, try always been like that. Cause I've never noticed that of your lats. They've never been great. Yeah. Car had. Carly, do you think guys? Sorry to interrupt you, Ben. Do you think guys? Do you think bodybuilders are weird because we talk like chicks? Like I know I women. Like women. It. Like women are always right. looking at themselves. Like I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to. You know, am I too fat? Am I too skinny? And guys usually like yeah, but whatever. But bodybuilders you, are like you chicks. Men, yeah, you're worse than us women. You are worse <laughs> than us women. And I think I think it definitely takes a certain woman to have to put up with that. Mm. Uh, but, how does that? Um, how, can you, you can you huh? explain, can you explain that a little bit? Because I'm sure there's a lot of women. There's actually women that watch this podcast and they want to get a, a, an idea of how to deal with their men that are like crazy competitors and they you know they're driving them nuts and shit like that. Or they compete and they need to they need to you know get their boyfriends in line and be like, look, I'm I want to compete. You got to deal with my yeah. shit. So can you give anybody a, a little bit of advice on a relationship standpoint between a man and a woman? Um, to, between a man and a woman, or well, just I mean, a like, bodybuilder. I don't. I think. I think there has to be. Um, you have to have respect of each other's space for one, because like, when, especially when you're dieting, a lot of the time, like, you want your own space, and you don't want someone in your ear hmm. all the time saying, "Oh, what's up? Why are you so quiet?" And you know, you have to remember that they might just want to walk upstairs and have their time alone, hmm. um, and you just got to let them get on with it. Yeah. Um, and just like, 
you know, they, I mean, I know that you guys are critical because you're going to be critical about your physiques because that's, you know, you're being judged on your physique and you're not being judged on anything else. Um, and yeah, I mean, it is, it is hard being with a bodybuilder if you don't, um, if you've never been with a bodybuilder in the past, yeah. because, you know, you do have to make sacrifices. Like you, you can't, go out all the time or you can't you can't you know yes you can go and say out or you know maybe go to the cinema and bring your food with you but you know there's a lot of things that you have to make sacrifices for um and you just have to kind of acknowledge things like that mm-hmm. um my wife my wife had that issue when we met she had never dated a bodybuilder before and like after the first year we were together we broke up because she's she couldn't oh, yeah. yeah well yeah because she took a lot of it personally, like the mm. dieting, right? Like, you know, when you said you have to go upstairs and let that person have their space, mm. she didn't understand that it wasn't a personal thing. I just didn't want to talk or I didn't want to yeah. be, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're dieting, you get in that headspace where you're just like, I just need to be alone. Yeah. 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 And I think also, I mean, cause obviously I was competing as well. So it's probably slightly different because I knew how, you know, like you can yeah. feel, But it's even, even things like, obviously, you know, you're dieting and all you're focused on is the show. You don't care anything about anything around you. And emotionally you, you become quite numb. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so anything like I, I remember times that like we, we could have, we could have split up or, you know, something major could have happened and I wouldn't have cared because you're, you're emotionally numb. Um, And I think, I think like, you know, when you, when you, your, your sex drive isn't as high and things like that. I think that if, if someone's not used to that, then they can, um, you know, they can take that personally. I know, I know Luke gave you some pointers on that. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's pointers would have gotten me divorced. Had I, actually followed, had I actually followed what he fucking said, I'd be on the street. I'd be on my ass right now on the street. <laughs> well, I, but I, can, I think, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's important. This way I see a lot of people making mistakes is when you're dieting, it's one thing, right? And, and you acknowledge that, okay, I'm going to be a selfish prick for 16 weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. The, the mistake I keep seeing um, is they don't let off in the off season. Yeah. Um, they don't give back. They don't give back to their other half. They just carry on with, yeah. I've got to get my meals in. I've got to train. Yeah. Hey, if you're training five, six times a week in your off season, relax the fuck off like yeah yeah get down to four give your wife at least a day or two where you date you go do stuff go and do something fun that's not based around the fucking even if you both like going and training that's fine go and train Mm -hmm. together but then go and do something yeah yeah. be a couple be normal because the off season is the time where you've got to like kind of earn back those brownie points to them yeah when you do lock in you say hey look okay, maybe for the first six weeks of a diet, I can be semi-normal, but like I've even said, I'm going to become an arsehole. Like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to, I like, when I bring up my phone with her, I'm like, hey, can I just be a narcissistic prick for two minutes and talk to you about this? And she's like, yeah. sure. Yeah. But I like caveat it. And then I say, okay, we're done with that. And you kind of box it off. Yeah, I no, think- I, I did the, um, I would do the same thing with Summer. I'd be like, look, yeah. for the next three months, I'm just not going to be me. But I promise you when the three months are over, it's all you. So, yeah. and, I, and I know, I, yeah. I agree. I agree with everything you said, Ben, because when the off season comes into play, you're like, okay, you start planning things around them. So like Thursdays and Sundays are my day off. So Thursdays and Sundays we would go do stuff. 
and I would have cheat meals like Wednesday and Saturday. And our thing is kind of like going out to dinner. So we would go out to dinner and if you can't plan those things, man, you're not going to have a, a decent relationship. You got to be able to work your relationship into your bodybuilding career. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I found that hard. First of all, like Luke was the one who like initially when we were together, he was the one that when it came to off season, that's his off season. It's time to enjoy himself, etc. But for me, I found that mentally harder so when I'd done a show, even though when we were prepping, we were like, oh, we're going to do this. We'll go on holiday. You know, we're going to go here or whatever. And then when it, when I came off the show, I was like, right, now I've got to improve. Now I've got to do yeah. this. And for me, I mentally found it harder to switch off than he did. Mm -hmm. So I can see how some, some couples do find it hard. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think it's like acknowledging that, you know, you work better when you do have your downtime as well. Like yeah. mentally you will, won't you? So I think it's harder for women to switch off because I think it's. Watch your words. Wow. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, I better be careful with this one. No, I, what I was going to say is it's harder for women to get in shape than it is for men, whether it be because of hormones or whatever. So I feel like when girls get into the off season, if they get sloppy, if they get really out of shape, they have to work way harder than the guy does to get back in shape. But so, it's even yeah. more so, like, if you and I balloon up, yeah. if you and I balloon up, it's socially acceptable, right? Yeah, yeah, nobody cares. It's like, oh, he's a big, yeah. puffy, fat, ass bodybuilder. No yeah. one gives two bucks. Yeah, a girl walking around and she's ballooned up. Everyone's like, whoa, she was skinny like two months ago. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, it's partially... That's, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's partially on their psyche, but also, like, even if they don't care about that, they have to now worry about getting 30 pounds off and 30 pounds to a woman is a lot harder than 30 pounds. Like on my average is 40 to 50 pounds in the off season. I usually yeah. gain over stage weight. Whereas if a woman did that, it would be like a nightmare trying to peel that off. So anyway, the, my point was, I understand why you were trying to stay a little more focused and Luke could kind of relax a little bit probably because yeah, it just, it just made me feel uncomfortable when yeah. I was gaining all of that weight, even though Luke, even in my peak off season, he was like, I'd love you three stone heavier. <laughs> like he liked a big woman. <laughs> I was like, babe, that's not happening. <laughs> I just remember that picture of you at King's. That's impressive. Oh, that picture God. at King's is fucking impressive. Can we you find it anywhere? It must be somewhere. You got I bigger actually, I'm sure I've got it on my phone because obviously I was saving pictures. It's not one I've actually put on my um, the collage <laughs> that I actually got of Luke. It's, it's not your display it's, picture on Instagram, Carly. No, is it that bad? Huh? It's not your display picture on Instagram. I'm surprised. No, no. Honestly, you know what? The, you know trapped. what? The funny, the funny thing is, at the time, like I think I was about 180 pounds, and at the time. I looked at that photo and I was like, wow, this is awesome. I look as big as them. Like, <laughs> it's just... You did. Uh, like, it's incredibly so. impressive. Incre and the way... Because yeah. Luke and I used to train, then Carly would train off on our own. And Carly would it. get after it. Carly trains fucking heavy I'm gonna give hard. people. I'm going to give people an idea what Carly looks like. Just so, in case they've never been to her Instagram. Tell me if these are good photos or not. No, Go they're not good. They're very awesome. <laughs> That's a good just, photo. Just semi-porn all over the place. Yeah, what is this, Carly? What are you doing here? Are you? Are you? <laughs> oh, don't don't Google. <laughs> are you? You fitness? might find something naughty. <laughs> you, what's going on, Ari? What do you do with these photos? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not what she does with the photos. It's what everyone else does with the bloody photos. Oh, okay. I've got it. <laughs> I have got it. Yeah, but we're not going to be able, we're not going to be able to see it. That's not you, is it, Carly? Where that is? Yeah. yeah. That's you. Yeah, that was when I was obviously. Uh, before she came, before she became a bikini girl. How bit? How what was your weight there? Um, I don't know. That was probably about a hundred and forty odd pounds. You look great. Is that was that obviously before a competition? Yeah, I was. Yeah, eighty pounds. Yeah, I was lean there. So you're 140 there. What do you weigh? Can you see that? Oh, I don't know if you'll be able to see that. Yeah, you can. Oh, I kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Wait. Let me let me stop the share so people can. It'll blow up a bit. Okay, let me see. Wow. What do you weigh there? That was 180 pounds. No. That's next to Holland's head, right? That's next to James. Yeah, that's next to James Holland's head. You look bigger See? than James in that photo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, it's, tell me what, okay, this is 140. What is this? Is it still 140, just a softer look? Probably, yeah. I mean, I didn't ever kind of... Have you always been around that weight or did you... Yeah, I'm probably around about 168 pounds right now. I don't really fluctuate that much. That's but that's, that's with the arms. That picture there, you can probably... This one... This one? That one I've got my... I don't know if you can see What's it. What's the one with uh, Corinne? Oh, yeah. God. That was 2015. Wait, that's the, pro card. Yeah, that's the Anavar story, right? What's uh, the... That's the Anavar. What's the location. Anavar story? I want to know the Anavar story. Sorry. Can I tell it, Carly? Carly, tell it. I know, because it's so fake. It's so fake. Tell I can the tell Carly. the Anavar story. Carly missed those to Anavar and was taking like a fucking truck yeah. time of it. <laughs> I literally wasn't. I literally wasn't. He, you know what? Every single time Luke tells his story, it gets worse and worse. All right. Well, the story. The story I was. Told I want to know the story from the beginning. Tell me the story. Right. Well, Cardi was prepping. Well, you were getting ready for a show, right? Yeah. And that, that's I think, Corinne. I so think that was Madrid. Okay, so that was that's the girl with her is Corinne. That's Jordan Peters' other half, right? Hmm. And Carly was, they planned to do a joint shoot together. This is the story that I was told, so Carly can correct me. This is what Luke told me. So they had Anavar, right? And this Anavar, there's either the 10 milligram per tablets or there's the 50s. And Carly was supposed to be taking like 20. So she was taking two pills. And then she, like, apparently before the shoot, for the last week, she upped it to 30, but she missed. She swapped the tubs around, so she now had the fifty. Whatever. Taking one. I'm denying. Okay, that's the story that Luke told me several times. Oh my times. god, and Carly! I'm denying it. You know what? I've, <laughs> I've actually got photos of when I did a photo shoot that I am. Oh my god, I was. How did sickening. it? How did it feel on 150 milligrams of Anor? <laughs> Don't know because I didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I got a, I got a question. Uh, a lot of guys ask, and we never usually have females on the show, so I'm going to ask you. Oh God! No, it's not bad. I just want to know: is the gym a bad place for guys to pick up chicks? Like, if a guy sees a girl at a gym and he thinks she's hot, is it a bad? Place? I, no, I wouldn't say so because I've met all my boyfriends at the gym. That's why at the minute I'm single because I can't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, I no, I don't think it is. 
Because I think I, go ahead, I think go ahead. it's a good place. Um, you know, like you you probably don't look your best, do you? You you smell, you're sweating, you know. So and all the women haven't like they're not caked with makeup, so they've been sweating a bit. So you see them like probably one of their kind of as they would say they're probably one of their worsts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But is it annoying to, to women? Like if a guy comes up and he's trying to talk to you while you're training, like, do you get annoyed or is there a time when it's best mm-hmm. to do it? Yeah, I wouldn't say do it while you're training. Like cardio? If a girl's doing cardio, you can go up and talk to her? I'm trying to give some guys some help. <laughs> you know I'm, trying to, never, I'm trying to I'm do trying a service. To picture, <laughs> I'm trying to picture this Baywatch, like this babe, just like running on the treadmill and then like you coming up to her and go, hey, babe. I'm not going <laughs> to... That's not, that was not my thing. I don't, I don't do that. I met, I met my wife outside of the gym. So yeah. I, 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 I never feel, see, I never feel like it's appropriate mm. to bug anybody. I wouldn't say while training. I think like yeah. if you're having eye contact and then, you know, you've always got the, the gym bit where, you know, everyone chills out. Maybe yeah. you're making eye contact then. And then, I don't know, check her Instagram out after. Uh, Slide the, the DMs a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guarantee that's how 90% of the guys have picked up their girlfriends from the gym. Yeah. They've gone away. They've gone away, stalked yeah. them on Instagram, found yeah. them and started liking like 20 of their pictures. Yeah. Waited for a like back and then they're in yeah. there. See, I you couldn't... guys, you guys love that, don't you? Like you, you like about 20 pictures of a girl. So it's like hint, hint, hint. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the most subtle kick in the, you know, that dead leg when you dead leg a girl when you're like eight years old at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you fancy her? It's that. It's that. That's the new version of that. It's like doing fucking like every picture you can find. Of her. Okay, so guys, we have a one tip for you from Carly. Don't like 20, 20 photos in a row. Nineteen that's, is fine, but no skip, more. Try, yeah. do, try to do every other photo. Is that okay? Like, so then, then what happens though? Do, does the woman slide into your DMs, or do you have to then like the twenty pictures and then slide into a DM? No, How you does it wait work? for her to like a picture back, and then you—that's a green light. Now you've got an in. <laughs> Okay, okay, but what happens if she then scrolls and finds a picture of, say, you and an ex, and that's the only picture she likes? What happens then? Do you just message uh, her and go... No, that means... that means you're, yeah, in, a friend, like, you're in a friend zone. That's it. That's, you're in a friend zone. Who do you eject to leave her and get out of there? <laughs> I don't... Okay, so... See, I didn't have any of this shit. I, I, I sound like I'm so old now, but when I met Summer, there wasn't Instagram. So yeah, I had a reason you sound so old. <laughs> me and Luke met on um, Facebook. He messaged me on Messenger. Yeah. That's how we met. Yeah, Luke. Luke likes the likes the the technology way. He said yeah. it, it avoids any issues. He can, yeah. He's lazy. He can, get, he can get he can get in and out. There's no there's yeah. no. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. I think I think guys are lucky now. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy. So you see a girl at the gym, mm. make eye contact. And then find her Instagram. Yeah. And then just give shoot her a message. I would probably more I like I, if, I if, say, it, oh. if, it, if it was me and yeah. I was single today. Yeah. I would do that strategy, but I wouldn't like 20 photos. I would just go no, I would, I would, I would prefer like, Hey, I saw you yeah, at the I'd gym. I prefer to a guy to kind of say, Oh, I, I saw you at the gym uh, tonight. <laughs> what <laughs> cheesy what hot. cheesy what cheesy line would work on you? <laughs> <laughs> just, just I saw you at the gym, you're looking hot, I'd be like Thanks. That's enough. That's good. Can I have your number? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's wow. not joking. I know. That's why I'm laughing. 
Oh God. Okay. Um, we have like 300 questions or some shit to, to go through. Carly, are you going to go through some of this with us? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, I, wait, I got some, I got something to ask you about first. Yeah. Well, are you going to say the same thing I'm going to say? The, the poll. Fuck this, you. I knew you were going to say this fucking <laughs> poll out of hand. Okay, let's wait. Don't say anything. I want to ask Carly before. Wait, are you going to do the general one or the specific no, one? No, the specific one, because this one drives me absolutely batshit. So I'll ask you, two, I'm going to ask you two questions. I'm going to make the first one more specific. If you had to eat chicken and rice, do you eat chicken and rice with a fork or a spoon? Uh, I always eat it with a spoon because I hated it how he always ate it with a fork because oh he spilt it everywhere. Oh my God. Are you serious? Who the fuck eats chicken with a fucking spoon? Chicken and rice. Yeah, and but why rice. would you eat why would you eat rice with a fork? Because that's normal. You know, this no, is because you know, then it, no, it's not. You know what I've realized? This is because in the bodybuilding industry, we're all meatheads and we're trying to shovel as much food as possible as we can. And the spoon allows you to shovel more food. Exactly. You don't waste yeah, but, any of it. Nothing but drops. amongst but amongst like the normal population, nobody would eat chicken and rice with a with a spoon. Nobody. When was the last? When was the last time you went to a restaurant and you sat down, and there was a spoon and knife? No, but there's a fork and a spoon. No, it's usually a fork and a knife, and they bring you a spoon if you order soup. Oh. <laughs> okay. Someone, someone, someone DM me this and said, "Ask for." I can't remember the exact thing, but he said, "Because you live in Canada, it snows up there, right?" He said, mm-hmm. "It snows on your front yard. Yeah. You're going to use a shovel or a rake." How does that make any fucking sense? It has nothing to do with the question. Because same thing, you're still gonna. You try and use a rake or a, it's gonna slip through. I'm just talking about society, society's norms. If you go to any decent restaurant, it's a fork and a knife, and they bring you a spoon for dessert, soup, or if you have a baby. Yeah, but what? Okay, what happens if you go to an Indian and you order, say, like a chicken masala with rice? They're not gonna bring you a a, a knife. Yeah, but that's like a stewy kind of dish. No, it's not. It's exactly the same as chicken and rice. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. You know what? I, I, I'll just say this. I'm absolutely blown away that it was even close. Like, so if you guys want to know the results of the poll, it was 53 to 47% picked, spo- picked spoon over fork. Which you're calling the draw, right? <laughs> which is pretty much a draw, yeah. It's even. <laughs> Okay, I want to know which which has slightly higher though. The spoon, the spoon one. Yes. <laughs> I'm so shocked. I can't believe. It. Anyway, uh, and I keep getting DMs from people with like their food and a spoon, and I'm like, can you please stop sending me your fucking food with? A spoon? Is that why I think one of you put an Instagram story of a spoon? Is that what it is? <laughs> he's rubbing it. He's rubbing it in. <laughs> okay, so. If I okay, what if I said that? Well, this is probably going to be the same answer then. So, if you had to pick a fork or spoon for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? You could only use one utensil, fork or spoon. How is she taking this? Long? <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to. She's trying to. Carly, she's trying to think of all. Not a, it's not a trick question. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the things I eat because I'm thinking oats, <laughs> spoon. She's going through her daily meals. <laughs> <laughs> Meal two. 
pizza. I'll give you, you a hint. Spoon. I'll give no. you. I agreed with the spoon on that one because yeah, it'd be easier overall. I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, now that Ben rubbed it in again, can we move on to the questions? <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Um, oh, and Ben was making fun of me earlier because I couldn't get my fucking meal in. You know how much carbs was in that bowl, right? You're what, not the picture you sent me. You're whining like a bitch. About no, that was the end of the bowl. So I had a bowl of cream of rice with like 160 grams of carbs in it. It was like it was like 140 grams or 150 grams of cream of rice or some and, shit. And what did I what did I reply to you? You sound like one of that one. What do I do if I can't get all my meals in? What are you gonna reply? <laughs> I didn't say that. I said I need an extra 10 minutes. I'm having trouble getting my meal in. I didn't say I wasn't. What, is gonna... that what you said about coming on here? Yeah. Well, you told me you were making coffee. So well, what I, was it? Well, by the time I messaged you, I was onto the coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, oh, shit. I don't know if we should do this. So, Carly, last week we did uh, a segment of the show called, like, Roast Me because this guy asked us to roast him live on the show. Yeah. And now we have another person asking us, and it's – I don't know if we should do it, Ben, because it's, like, it seems a little bit easier with this guy. Um, I like easy. Do you think we should do it? Have at it. It's, I mean, it did go, it seemed pretty popular. So, I mean, either roast. No, what, if the, what if the guy gets offended, though? That's on him. He said, roast me and my girlfriend. I'm not going to roast well, his girlfriend. Okay, Carly okay. can roast the girlfriend. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. listen, anyone that does it from this point on saw what we did last week, and that guy didn't get an easy ride. So, it's. You know, so this is Julian. Okay, straight off the bat, I'm going to say he's punching above his weight here. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you might Jul- have a really nice personality. You might have a massive dick. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julian's probably got a humongous hammer because there's no way this works. <laughs> Which is a compliment to him, by the way. Well, that's better than the guy last week. Remember the guy last week got a little pecker. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Well, you can see he's romantic, so he takes care of her. But I feel like this head tilt away is not a good thing. I also feel like you didn't make a fucking effort. She's all dressed up, and you're in some rag-ass T-shirt. Yeah, why is he wearing just, like, this fucking shitty T-shirt? And she's like, hey, look, she's in shape, and he's, like, got basketball face. Yeah, but he's, okay, if he's off-season, I'll let that's I I can't say jack shit about anyone having puffy face. Okay, maybe he's in off-season. You're right. I'll give him that one. But you're right about the clothing. Like, she's dressed up like she's, like, a 10. Yeah. He's yeah, just they don't look very happy there. That's a really full smile from them both. Well, because she... <laughs> Carly just took it to another level. Carly, the aim is just to roast them, not end their relationship. Okay? <laughs> they're going to they're gonna fucking see this and be like, oh, we need to talk. <laughs> All right, so this one's not, yeah, but Carly, what do you think when a guy, <clears throat> I wonder this sometimes on my wife, because sometimes when me and my wife go out, not anywhere really nice like this, but sometimes I'll just throw on like camo shorts and a t-shirt and she'll throw on mm. something a little nicer, but we're never this far apart. Like this is drastic. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it is like, she's like totally dressed up and he's in the t-shirt. Carly's, yeah. Carly's used to Luke as well. And Luke was- oh, you know, yeah. You know what? I'm used to that. I actually used to get dressed up and he used to have a go at me. So you're like, yeah. oh, I can't get dressed up like that. And now we've got to go out like this. Yeah, that's how I always felt. Because it's easier because yeah. 
you know, the women are smaller and the guys fucking, yeah. they're all jacked. You can't wear shit. It's harder. But this guy's not jacked, so he has no excuse. <laughs> He's got no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about the... See, he made an effort here, though. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. You don't like, you don't like casual runners like that? No, I don't like them. Not, not with the rest of the outfit. I don't mind. I train in them. I squat in those shoes. No, I wear casual runners like this. This is what I was talking about last time. Like you all business from the ankle up, and then you just got some. Lazy yeah, but these outfit. are like a these are like a, a like a street. They're like a street. They don't shoe. really they're go not... with the outfit, though, do they? Okay. Oh, well, so, none so... of the outfit doesn't go together because we're in jeans and like this pink. Sh- I don't know why he's wearing a pink shirt. Right, so trying... If yeah. she if she's got a pair of Converse on, what would you say? Yeah, it's not the same. Oh, sexism. Trendy, no. I suppose. <laughs> sexism. <laughs> it's not the right, same. Let's move on. Okay, this is good. He's making an effort now. See, so so he has no excuse because he does have smart shoes. Yeah, he looks better there. He's got white, <laughs> I think. Yeah. What do we got here? Let's see. Let's, let's We're not roasting his physique. Is this just a relationship? Roast? Well, let's find a physique fault. Well, it's his fault. It's all. It's all, like, like it's only him and his why girlfriend. Is you, why oh is no, I saw. He had his, he Wait a minute. Down. He's why? Got his, uh, he's why got his is biceps his... out? Yeah, but why is his whole? It's just a relationship it, 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 page. Yeah, like maybe he's trying to show that he's got a girlfriend. Or he's paying her yeah. and he's showing her off. Maybe he needs to prove to her that he loves her so she'll stick around. <laughs> <laughs> is it cool? Yeah, but is it a his and her page? You know, like some couple of no, no, it's just... one of those that if he puts up a photo that she's not in it, she gives him a hard time. She's fucking oh. yeah. In that picture, yeah. If she's like that, yeah. and, he ha- and because she's a dime piece and he's not, he's got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. She might be a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Like, so she's a psycho, and he's. This is a lady. bad. This is a bad part of the show. We shouldn't do this anymore. I was going to roast his physique. He's asked me to okay, roast. Wait, oh, they are. There. <laughs> there you go. Look at these hey, pipe, pipe cleaners. He looks good there. He looks good. That might be before they got together. No, because she's right. No, cause she's right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that means then she upped her game because she looks she looks a bit rough there. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> so they've kind of switched. Haven't oh, they? they're they're ravers too. He's got a little bit of gyno going on here. Yeah, I was just looking at the orange hair. Jesus, the what? Well, that's fast orange hair. Oh, the orange hair. Um, what else do we got here? He goes to the gun range. That's good. Is the arm tattoo? What's with the arm tattoo, Ben? You're a tattoo guy. What do you mean? I don't know. Is this like, does this make you hard? Uh, not fully. <laughs> Just kind of. <laughs> All right. What else? Do we have anything to roast? Everything else seems pretty good. The reason he said, can you roast me and my girlfriend is because there's literally no picture of him on his own. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Where? Bottom oh, right, no, no go down. down. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a good transformation. It looks like he doesn't even yeah. work out here. Yeah, it looks so. But right. you see what you see what he did Wait. though. He's got his nipples pierced. I'm not. Off. That's got to go. I, I can't oh, yeah. zoom in. How do I zoom in? Is it? Oh, he's yeah. got he's got his nipple pierced, but like maybe he did it to hide his gyno. I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to be a bitch. <laughs> change. You decided to have a change of heart. You said enough about his girlfriend already. You shouldn't fucking hold back anymore. <laughs> They look happy though. Let's let's be nice. Yeah. Look, they look happy. They look good together. They look even there, no? Yeah. Yeah. In this photo, they look like they're they're you know comparable. 
Oh, because yeah. well, he's matched it because he she's wearing a swimsuit and so is he. So it's like no, but wow. I mean, but I mean, before we were like, you know, he leveled up, but now if you look at this photo, we're like, they're not really leveled up; they're pretty even. Okay. Yeah, I can I can accept that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're not being totally rude. All right, I think we're good. I think we can move on. Oh, that's good. Look at that. There's a lot of filter on it, but it's good. Yeah. Do you, you think it's filtered heavily? Do I think it's filtered heavy? You know, you know why you can tell it's filtered heavy? Can I tell you why? Can I tell you the secret? So you see how detailed that is, right? You're like, oh, he's, yeah. shred- he's shredded, right? But look at how detailed the ear hair is. <laughs> yeah, because he's got uh, he's that structure. See the hair? Yeah. See the hair on his ear? That's amazing. You see how clear it is? That's because the structure is cranked way up. Yeah. You see, a lot of guys will post pictures, but they don't know that we all know. Like, I have guys that send me checking pictures, my clients, and I'm like, Stop fucking filtering your pictures. <laughs> your client, your, why yeah. would your client filter the photo? It's gonna. I don't know because guys are insecure. All right, I think we're done here, right, guys? This is pretty mm. good. Okay, let's. Well, this is a hardcore, hardcore shot. Oh yeah. Now, now, does that make you hard, Carly? What's that? What's that do for you? Um, I don't know. Nice waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Julian, thank you for playing along, dude. We hope we didn't offend you. Um, we hope your relationship stays intact. We hope your, <laughs> we hope your, we hope your girlfriend still loves you after this. But um, yeah, thanks for playing along, dude. Try not to make it too bad for you. Okay, we're back. I don't know why we do that. We shouldn't do that anymore. I feel bad every time we do. I guarantee it's going to get more requests for it now. Why, why does somebody want to get roasted? I don't understand. That's the last thing on earth I would want. It's, I mean, it's that, I guess it happens to us every day anyway. But but it's that whole thing of like. Uh, any news is good news, right? Good or bad. They're, yeah. like, they're getting on the show. They want some attention. Any you, know attention. What? It will probably, you know what? You'll probably go back to his Instagram after this and it'll probably be on 100K. No, you know what? We should check. No, I think we lost the other guy. What was the guy's time. last What was the guy's last week? What was his name? Do you remember? Oh, fucking I have no idea. Oh, dude. We should check and see what his... He's uh, on 1,075. I know that much. I know that. I don't remember what it was, though, to go check. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you need to you need to monitor this. <laughs> I didn't think it was that important. <laughs> all right, all right. So, <clears throat> Steli, I don't know if you guys know Steli. Steli's been on our show before. He's a a fan. Said, "Would you ra- rather live until you're a hundred, or restart life now, knowing everything you know, but only live to 40? Well, that fucks you over. Yeah. I be- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. He's not saying. <laughs> he's saying I can start over right now. Oh, okay. At zero, but have all the <laughs> but have all the knowledge that I have now. No, yeah. I I would have said. To, or keep going, keep going, and live to a hundred. Yeah, I would have said um, start over until I've now got a family with a baby on the way and all that jazz. Mm. What about you, Carly? I would say it depends how the world's going to be. Would the, if you start over, would the world be how it was or would it be how it is now? Now. You're starting over from now. Yeah, but that would be weird, wouldn't it? Because you never would have had like a a proper phone or like the black and white TV. But you have all the knowledge of all the stuff that you are currently using now. But you just, you're born again today, but you only get to live till you're 40. So you have like an iPhone when you're like two years old. Yeah, and you already and you already know how to use it because you already fucking know that shit. Yeah, I think I'd start over. Think about it because you'd be like in grade three, but you'd be like, you'd, I'd have a podcast already. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in like grade three, but you'd, if it was Carly, you'd be like grade four level. 
<laughs> See, you got that, Fuad. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. This, this is what I need Luke to explain. Yeah. <laughs> See, she didn't fucking get it. <laughs> I would live to 100 if I could. Not as long as I wasn't sick. Because I'm thinking about my life now. So I'm already, I'm already 41. Yeah. It's funny. Like, if you asked me this question when I was 25, I would say, I'm good at 40. <clears throat> but now I'm like, there's so much more shit I want to do. Right. But also, put it this way. You've only got another 59 years versus 40 years of living. It's not that big of a difference for you. Yeah, but I've already lived 41 years. So I already have an yeah. awesome life. I only have, and I have 59 more awesome years to go. Why would, could, I, why would I start over? Because you could start again. Without all years, the mistakes. Without your body not responding because you're getting old. and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could do everything right from the beginning. Without yeah, Viagra, take, everything. Not, not take Anadrol, your first cycle, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like my mistakes. They make me who I am. Thank you very much. That's no, important. I... So you would, so, so we're both, we're all saying, are we all saying we live to a hundred or Carly, you're saying you'd do the 40. I don't know. Now I feel like I have to follow the crowd. No, don't follow the crowd. I know. The 40, the 41 is attractive. It is because you, you literally know everything from the day you're born and you'd be, mm. you'd be so knowledgeable, but I feel like, in a, I mean, you'd have a pretty awesome life because you could fucking do anything. Yeah, maybe. Nah, no, nah, I just want to keep living now. I think, I think I'm okay. I think I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is reflective of how your life is currently. Because if you were in a pile of shit right now, you'd say you're right? <laughs> right? Yeah, very true. Yeah. All right. Uh, who do you feel is the best Canadian bodybuilder at the moment, and why? I'll field this one. I think it's uh, Ian Valier. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Carly, do you know who the Canadian bodybuilders are? I Probably don't. not. Eh? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Chris Bumster's got to be a better bodybuilder. Well, he's a classic guy. I don't consider that. He's classic bodybuilding. Yeah, but not body, bodybuilding. He's current Mr. Olympia. And he turned pro in the open. If somebody says to me, who's the best Canadian bodybuilder, I consider them, they're talking about open. Mm. If, they're saying, if they're saying who's the best Canadian in the fitness world, I would say Chris Bumstead. Yeah. What about uh, Antoine? Antoine hasn't done anything yet. Do you think he'll... Well, I think, what about when he gets on stage... Next Listen, week. there's a lot of guys with tons of potential. I could sit here and say Regan Grimes is going to be the next Mr. Olympia. I mean, Regan, oh, Grimes, Regan Grimes or even Quentin Aria. I mean, these guys, these guys he's have, massive, yeah, he's only 23 fucking years, 22 or 23 years old. These he guys, really? yeah, yeah, these guys have, he looks, he does look wicked. Yeah. And I don't, I don't say this easily. Like these guys literally have Mr. Olympia potential. If not the Mr. Olympia, they're talking top six, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> there's a lot of people with potential, but if you ask me who's the best right now at this moment, yeah. I think Ian beats them. Why is that though? Can I ask, Canada seems to produce a lot of good athletes, a lot of, and bodybuilders particularly, because the population is nowhere near as big as America, right? I think it's because of me and Frank. <laughs> you take I'm credit. Swear, I fucking <laughs> swear to God, I'm taking credit 100%. It's because of me and Frank. No, no seriously, I, there's, there's good stock in Canada. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So, and I'll tell you why I said that. When I started and Frank started, no Canadians had contracts. No Canadians were making money. There was a couple Canadian pros, like Claude Gruel, Bruce Patterson, but nobody had any like real money. Nobody's making a living at it. 
And then mm. Frank got a weeder contract and everybody was like, Oh fuck, Frank got a weeder contract. Right. But Frank was a freak. So it still didn't like make people think that they could do it. Cause Frank was like a phenom. So it was like still yeah. unachievable. But then when I started making money, they're like, well, fuck if I can do it. And then Ben started making money. So then Ben could do it. They're like, Ben Pakulski, for those of you. Yeah, I even forgot about Ben. Yeah, so so once like Mm. I I started making money, then Ben started making money, then other guys started thinking, oh fuck, we can get contracts too. It's not just the American guys. So then all of a sudden, like a new crop of guys came out that were actually trying to achieve what me and Ben had achieved and Frank before both of us. Uh, Okay, but on the other side, I'm talking more like the genetic pool, because I don't care. It's like there's a work ethic in Canada. Like Canada seems to be a little like the mid the Midwest in like, you know, Ohio and Chicago, yeah, yeah. Illinois, those kind of, it's like gritty. Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, they're all from most of them. Well, most of them, I shouldn't say all of them. I can't think of anybody right now off the top of my head, but most of them are from Ontario and it's because they all hang out. And I think when you get a group of guys that hang out, um, you know, like, like Ian hangs out with Chris yeah, Bumstead. So those two mm-hmm. guys, obviously they're pushing each other. Right. And even if you're not, even if you're not pushing each other, if you're friends with somebody who's doing great, subconsciously they're pushing you yeah mm-hmm. so and then if you think of like regan and quentin and dorian and and uh and antoine and all these guys hang out together they're gonna all push each other like back in the day i used to hang out with frank dorian and cody mm-hmm. and that was one, that was one of my best years in bodybuilding because you're around people that are eating and breathing and sleeping the same shit you are and you just drive each other to be yeah. better yeah. so so i think those guys the reason the quality is good is it's a couple groups of people that are just kind of pushing each other to be as good as they can be mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the same thing i think about when i think of the uk scene right when you think of the uk you think of holy fuck who are all these guys nathan and luke and and fucking uh and james and like all of a sudden all these bodybuilders are just coming out of the wood you know and uh samson and like you're like what the fuck are they drinking over there you know what, what kind of juice are they taking i want to take their juice so I even said that to Luke. I'm like, what kind of juice are you taking, dude? I want to take your juice. Like, you're doing something I'm not doing. So I used to say that to him. I used to say that because we used to, obviously, I'd go around to when Carly and Luke's guy, I'd go around there like in the morning and spend all day there. And I'd be like, are you hiding the top drawer stuff from me? <laughs> you're fucking, like, my label is the same as your label, but it's not, yeah. it's not doing yeah. the same fucking thing. You've got the, you've got like the top drawer yeah. shit and then you give me the out of date yeah. stuff. I swear to God. That's what I said. I called him. I'm like, come on, man. Just hook me up. Just like, I know you're doing something I'm not doing. So (laughs) no, but I, I I think that's the, I think that's the reason why you get little pockets. Like if it's the same thing, if you look at the States, if you look at Flex Lewis and uh, what's the guy, the Latin guy's name, the Brazilian guy. Rafael Brandeo. Rafael and John John De La Rosa, they're training together. All of a sudden they're getting better. They're all getting better together because they're all driving each other. Right. So anytime you get, the thing is it takes a lot of, um, it takes a, a, a lot of uh, humility because a lot of bodybuilders have huge egos and they have trouble being around other bodybuilders. They want to do their training and their thing at their time. So it takes like a collective group to all kind of be able to, to help each other with mm. not so big egos or else it can't happen. That's why you don't see like a lot of pockets. There are like some here and there, but most bodybuilders are doing their own thing by themselves. Sorry, yeah. 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 Um, if you could have dinner with anyone, doesn't have to be a bodybuilder in the world, who would it be and why, Carly? <laughs> you could have dinner with anybody in the world. 
Oh. You know what? I'm not very good at names. That's can, the thing. Can you describe and it? And it's this actor. Yeah. He was on Save the Last Dance. Do you remember Save the Last Dance? No. Janet, no. no. Saint Tatum. Channing Tatum. That's it. Yeah. Right. Amazing. That's, that's who you'd pick out of everybody in the world? Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. And who's the guy that sung um, Sugar? I don't know. Oh, so let's was, say let's say Chet- it was with Maroon Five. Oh, okay. I don't, the, the lead singer Moon Maroon Five. Yeah, what's his name? He's a skinny guy. I don't know, but you just on, this is this is have dinner with, not fuck. You know that, right? Well, but you know what Carly's gonna do halfway through dinner. She's probably gonna be like, I don't know about dinner. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about people that you're gonna like have dinner with and talk to, and have, Carly's like, which one can I fuck after dinner? Yeah, but she's gonna try and work her way in after dinner. That's the whole thing. She's just like, if I get them to dinner, I can finish the close the deal. No, because I've seen Carly eat. It's not happening. <laughs> Carly, do you eat a lot? Do are you, I? Are you like a massive binge eater? No, I did used to. Not yeah. anymore, really. Yeah, yeah. My appetite is gone now. Yeah, but, put a pizza um, in front of her. Not anymore. Huh? Put, put a pizza in front of you. Not anymore, right? I can't. It's just disappointing. I can't hardly eat anything. I'm, I remember when me and Luke used to have a large pizza each. We'd have sweets, ice cream, crisps. It was sickening. Oh. And I just used to keep up with him. But isn't it so, it's fun, though, isn't it? I've got a sweet story that Luke told me about Carly. <laughs> Tell me, what is it? <laughs> Tell me. I'll let Carly do this one. Their first date, please. The first date. Which are you talking about? <laughs> uh, what with the the sweets on the on the first date? Oh, okay. So I've got I've got plenty of sexy stories like this. So this is not but, a sexy story. I don't know. It depends. It is. What the toilet floor one? Yeah, it's that's that's the kind of stories we have. We don't have to like. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we were on our first day. Oh, I have to tell you first of all, right? He, um, we were chatting on Messenger, and he walked up, and it was his birthday. So I'd bought him a, um, a <laughs> I'd bought him a six pack bag, right? So I was like, babes, like his. Here's a present, like really kind of like really cheesy. He he was loving it. And I was like, open open the top of it. I've got something else in there. So he opened the top of it and it was a signed picture of me. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what That's the fuck? The that was uh, that was the first bit. And then we got really, really drunk. And for some reason, we decided to get so you know, do you remember them sweets that you have the twirly thing, you put the 20p in? No. Oh man! What is it? Well, it's like a you know like a, a like a fun arcade where you have like sweets and then you twirl it and you probably get back. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I yeah. Song, but yeah. So they've they've got them anyway. So we were really drunk and we put our twenty p's in and they all fell on the the guy's toilet floor. Oh, so no. I decided to pick them up and eat them. No, the you did not. I did man? I did. You were how I drunk did. were you though? Huh? I'm so drunk. But then like. I, I got it on because after that he was like, baby, you're mine. And he carried me upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and then she took a shit in front of him. No. Nah, yeah. I can't do that. And he was still good with it. That's he must have known oh, yeah. it was he must have known at that point. Yeah, he knew it was love. Well, I mean you ate you ate candy off his shit floor and you took a dump in front of him. It can't get any worse. So- <laughs> You guys drink? Did you guys drink a lot or no? 
not not really it wouldn't have mattered if they how, were old, how old were you how old were you when you guys were together he he was 30 he had just turned oh no when did he, he did the juniors so was he 23 yeah he had just turned 24 so that's his 24th birthday when we met and you were how old are you the same age or no no i think i was 28 oh okay i didn't know that i thought you guys were the same age no no i always went for younger guys and he really did me in because i wanted him when he was 23 and he turned 24 so i got the bad egg unfortunately <laughs> what <laughs> carly likes him really young okay <laughs> yeah, are you guys listening carly is single is you single and she likes uh, him really young <laughs> right not too young not too young <laughs> At least twenty. <laughs> she doesn't want to get. In, she want to get in trouble. All right, um, Ben. You didn't. You didn't tell me who you would go to dinner with. Uh, Joe Rogan. Really? That's a good one. I didn't think of that. I go with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tell good. us Rock why. Or... Huh? Tell why? us why. Why would you both why, go for those? Why would you go with Rogan, Ben? I just think you'd have a random conversation. Like it could go anywhere, and it would be somewhat. <clears throat> backed up with a, a good logic you know i feel like mm-hmm. it'd be too much pressure to have like a great conversation no you get a little high you get a little drunk i feel like if up. you sat with rogan he would want he would expect you to have a great conversation with him because that's what he does all day long i get that before i come on here anyway though i'm like oh shit time to, time to have a good conversation <laughs> <laughs> i'd go with the rock man because i think it'd be like laid back and fun you just get drunk and you know just hang out it wouldn't be like drink tequila and eat pancakes yeah exactly and then go work out i mean fuck it'd be great so anyway um if you had to eat one protein source for the rest of your life with every single if every single meal for the rest of your life while bodybuilding would it be chicken breast ground beef steak bison turkey ground turkey egg whites or protein powder what would your one protein source be for the rest of your life steak Really? I probably oh, go. With, I probably go with ground ground beef. Yeah, chicken. Chicken? I can't do chicken. Mm. I can't even do chicken now. Yeah. Let alone, <laughs> let alone if it was the only thing I could eat. It's so gross. I can't do more. I've been eating fish lately because I can't even eat chicken anymore. I do love a bit of sea bass. Yeah, with the uh, the skin, so it's nicely fried. Yeah. Yeah, sea bass is good, but expensive too, though. Yeah, that's expensive. You eat that with a bodybuilding, you got to be on no. the packet. No, I man. Exactly. I, I eat sole. Do you guys have Do you guys have sole in the UK? Mm. Or is it called flounder there? I, know, I think it's called no, flounder. No, no, it's called sole. flounder in the state. In the US, it's flounder. Yeah, that's what I eat. It's cheaper. That sounds like that. Um, what's the uh, the film? Nemo? Or what that's it. it. Finding Nemo, isn't it? Flounder. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that one of the, I don't know. Luke would know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd go with ground beef because ground beef you can mix with anything. Yeah. Ground beef's easy to eat. Yeah. Salmon's easy to eat. Salmon and rice is real easy to eat. Oh, not with every meal, though. Yeah. That's a lot of salmon. And you would stink. Yeah. It would ooze out of you. Yeah. You'd smell like fish all day. <laughs> uh, would you rather spend. Oh, this is a. I don't know if I should read this one. Read it. It's bad. Read it. Would you rather spend one week in prison getting raped by every single prisoner on your block or spend the rest of your life in jail but rape-free? Wait, 10 years. Ten years. So you spend one oh, week. Yeah. You spend oh, one, one week. week. Oh, fuck. Yeah, one so week in prison, but everybody yeah. gets to rape you. Yes, that one. 
it'd have to be, wouldn't it? I'm sorry, but I can endure short-term pain if I don't want to be stuck in a cell for the rest of my life. Go to fuck. No way. Like, lube me up, spit on it, and go. Oh, okay. Carly? I, I'm going to have to go to Ben with that one. Lube me up, spit me That's, up, and go. I, want to know, I know I know what Ben That's was going to say. That's a hard one for her. Shut <laughs> up. I don't want to be in prison for 10 years. Jesus. Ben. Yeah, I'd probably go with the same one too. I don't want to be in jail for the rest of my life. Why? Um, any young pros you see as Mr. Future Mr. Olympia in the next five to ten years? Well, I just already already said Quentin and Regan have potential. Do you guys know anybody who's a young pro coming up that you might think is a potential Mr. Olympia? Young? No. I I I've never seen anybody like Quentin. I've not seen him in real life. That's hard. I've seen I've seen Regan in real life. He's very ac- he's very accurate in real like it's very accurate. What you see in pictures is what he looks like in real life. Yeah, yeah. I'm very careful not to judge people just off their social media pictures, right? Because it's. I agree. I agree. But I've like I've been up there and trained with those guys, and yeah, he's you know posed in front of me and. How tall is he? Uh, I don't want to say for sure, but he's definitely taller than me. He's like got to be. It's got to be. No, I'm I'm like five nine, five ten. So he's got to be like. He's got to be 5'11", 6 foot at least. Wait, so does that mean you're actually like 5'7"? No, I'm only lying by an inch. I'm 5'9". Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, his pictures are actually very accurate to what he looks like in real life. And oh. I've just never seen anybody like that at 22 or 23 or whatever, how old he is. It's crazy. Yeah, even, if, even, if I'm, even if I'm wrong and he's 25, it's still insane. Like, he needs a little bit of a back. Like, I've told him, like, he's got to bring his back up. Not that I've told him, like, Dorian's his coach. Dorian's told him, like, you know, they're working on his back and stuff. But it's just insane, the the level he's at at that age. I didn't need Do you want to pull him up for people that don't know? It's Quentin the yeah, Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should. Is it Quentin the Beast? Something like that? Uh, Quentin Beastwood, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, Quentin Aria is his name. So, for those of you who haven't seen him, go give him a follow. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of followers. Not a lot of people know him because he's only done a couple shows. But this he's is – He's a thousand more than me. This is recent. This is like this is this is crazy. Like wow. And these proportions are are yeah are legit. Like his yeah, quads, his quads are his quads are bigger than mine. His arms are like twenty two inches. He's got this tiny little waist. Waist tiny. It's uh it's really really nuts. Like he's got, you know, like this is crazy to see on somebody his age. Wow. Yeah, like I said, even if he's twenty five, that's a fucking physique. yeah. He yeah. looks good. He does look good. I like uh, Patrick Moore's friends with my wife. Right? They used to work together, but he's like 34, 35, right? Patrick so, Moore's 30, 35 at least. Yeah. yeah I know so he's in his late. Like, like, I know he can improve a bit, but the potential, I think, the scope yeah. of, it's, it's, it's difficult. This guy's. Well, this is him at 300 pounds. And you can see his conditioning is good at 300 pounds. Mm. But you also see that you see where the weakness is because yeah. on a guy this big, like he's six feet. And you know he's very he's like got a wide stature like he's a big guy. Yeah, this needs to be twice this size. Yeah, yeah. To match to match all of this. Yeah. But that's the only knock, and that and because he's so young, there's a lot of lot of time to improve this. Yeah. And I think he's going to be very very de- like this is what he looked like last year before he put on a little muscle that he put on this year. Mm. This what is what he placed. You know, I forget. I think he did took fourth or fifth in Toronto or maybe sixth. I don't remember his exact placing. But I think he just got outsized. Like, it's, this is still pretty new muscle. Yeah, yeah. And he's, even though he looks amazing uh, 2D, mm-hmm. this is the, the maturity part is turning him sideways, right? He just doesn't have that 
that really bubbly look yet. But uh, this was also, don't forget, this was last year. So he's put on a lot of size since then. So I, I was really excited to see what he, what he was going to step up. Like, here, I'll show you an example. This is last year. You see, like, it still looks, yeah, you know, yeah. it, I mean, it's amazing for his age. But if we're just speaking openly about bodybuilding, period, you can still mm-hmm. see, like, he has a lot of development to go still, right? Yeah. Yeah. But look at this one year later. <laughs> yeah. So wow. That's only one year. That's only one year later. Like it's. Yeah, that's that's a really good image. It's very it's so phenomenal. It's very phenomenal. Like he's able to put on that much size on his delts, his arms, his chest yeah. looks thicker, his legs look thicker, his waist stayed the same size. Yeah. And it's all in one year. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know guys usually don't make this kind of jump. Usually takes them three or four years to make that kind of jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that again, that front double was really nice the front double's crazy yeah it's because his waist is so small he's got like you know this last two flare at the top he just his needs more biceps thickness. are split there yeah right here at, yeah. at, at, at that age which is crazy right because you can imagine like in five or yeah. ten years what it's gonna look like yeah oh, God, yeah when he's 35 he carries on jesus yeah i'm sorry to those people who are listening if you're if you're listening and not watching go to uh instagram and go to quint beastwood um <laughs> His Instagram is nuts. You'll see, you see a pretty crazy physique. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, let's move on. Quint, we gave you a good plug. I hope you live up to the live up to the hype. <laughs> um, Live Fit 08. This is a a female question. Well, it's not really a female question, but it's a female asking. When do you eat your cheat meals? And this is one I want to ask. Uh, I want your opinion on Ben because I'm always confused about this too. When do you eat your cheat meals on rest days, leg days, days when you train a lagging body part or the day before? So people always ask me, do I cheat the day before my big body part, the day of my big body part or the day after my big body part? What's the best way to do it? Yeah. Um, I've, As I, done, I've tried all different ways with myself and with my clients. Um, when I'm deep, deep into an off season with a client and myself, I like doing it on a rest day. Okay. Um, so provided that obviously the calories on a training day are high enough anyway, right? I don't want to mm-hmm. screw around with that. Um, and I think aid in recovery on your rest day, that rest days for me are when you're growing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think the, the boost in that, I think when you're shifting down or, or sorry, shifting up gears through into a diet on a, on a lower caloric phase, then you start to move them away from a rest day and towards a weaker okay. body part. Okay. Wait a minute though. So, I just want to want to get a little more specific. So you want to cheat on your rest day, but where is your, is your lagging is the body part you want to fix the most before or after your rest day. So I would have it. So for instance, um, if you're, if you got weak arms, so you train arms on a Saturday, Friday, you'd have off and I put a cheat meal in the, the evening before. So you want to have your cheat meal, two two ways you want to have it one on your rest day and two before a lagging body part right well that's conditional to being deep in an off season right? yeah 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 then when i'm then discussing if you're going to be in sort of the early stages of a prep mm-hmm. i'll remove it from the rest day and i'll start putting it towards either a large body part or a weak body part if they have two then i'll do both it depends on the client it depends on the individual mm-hmm. uh, i think i'd also put it at meal five not six okay. a lot of guys do it as a last meal yeah i have a rule that i want the cheat meal to be a surplus in calories but i do not want it to impact on the following meal 
Well, that's why I always, I always do my cheat meals like for my last meal or my second last meal for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, if I do it in the morning and I start fucking up my shit in the morning, my whole day's a write off. You just turn the tap on and I'm just going to stuff my face all day long. So I don't do that. Um, And also because I sleep better at night, if I have like a big meal, I'll pass right out and I'll be out for like a good six or eight hours. But the risk of that is if they, some guys will overkill the last meal and then they sleep like shit because they're like, I've done it. Yeah. If you binge. Yeah. If I've eaten like three pieces and then I can't lay down and then I'm up all night burping and going to the bathroom. So I put it at meal five. So then they have three more hours to digest. Then they have to finish with a, like a shake and a whatever before they go yeah. to bed. But you know what happens to me is if you put it meal five, that's like nine o'clock for me. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just eat until like 12 or one o'clock in the morning and then I'll go to sleep. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Okay. But you're giving yourself a time frame. I would give you a meal. Yeah. But I would just say, fuck it. I already ate. So I'm just going to keep eating <laughs> and, then just, and then I would just fall until I fall asleep. Or to that's, quote guy, to quote guys, yeah. you're a fucking slob. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. No, you know what? I, I've done all of them also. I used to actually be a big proponent of doing the cheat meal the day before my lag is my, my lagging body part, which is always like, I always wanted to do it before legs are back. Um, because I always felt like I got the energy in the, in the glycogen stores and everything full for in the sodium kick and everything for the next day. And then I realized, I think I had a couple tears actually from doing that. And I think it's cause I threw my electrolytes out of balance from eating all that sodium and all that shit. And the next day, like it just didn't, everything wasn't firing properly. Yeah. So I've switched. So I've switched it to the night of the legging. So if I'm trying to like emphasize my leg growth, I'll have my cheat meal on, on my leg day, like after training. Yeah. yeah. So Carly, what do you do? Anything special or just? Yeah, no, that's what I used to do. I used to have it on like the bigger body parts. So it'd either be back day or leg day. Mm-hmm. Um, always. I, I did when I used to, first of all, when I used to compete, I used to do what you did and have it on the day before because I just thought that it would give me the energy yeah. for the next day. But to be honest with you, it just made me feel really rough. Um, so it actually, <laughs> it actually hindered my workout instead. Yeah. So. Yeah, I find it more beneficial to have it on the yeah. actual day of your like a big. That's what I did. Something interesting and really random. I train. You know who Lawrence Charley is? He's a uh, UK strongman. It's like what uh, he was like Britain's strongest man, European strongman. He'd been okay. to the World Strongest Man a bunch of times. Okay. I went and kind of did a day in the life when we had brutal muscle. I did a day in the life with him. Yeah. And we ate like four. I did. I matched the meal for meal. I did everything he did. We were training push. We went training chest and shoulders, but right before we went to an Indian all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh table. no! I tell you what, I've never been so strong in my life. I mean, my I'm, uh, it was t- tough on my digestive system. Yeah. yeah, we went plate for plate on that thing. He was pretty, you know, comfortable. He does that every time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we this was like we went about one o'clock in the afternoon. We trained at three, and we were eating for an hour straight on this buffet. Just I thought you were going to tell me you shit your pants. Uh, that's why you wear black that's why you wear black underwear just in case (laughs) um all right so next question is would you rather oh fuck this is so weird i gotta read it i gotta it's gonna be weird for you carly i don't know if you'll be able to answer this but you can try and imagine (laughs) question is would you rather never come again or every time you come one big sperm comes out and then you have to fight it <laughs> Don't ask me where they come up with the shit. I just 
Oh, it's so tough because you're so like floppy afterwards, right? You so want to just roll over and have a nap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're not in the mood to have I, a fight. I didn't even consider, I did not even consider that part of like just being dead afterwards. You get your ass kicked by a yeah, giant Yeah, you'd be fucking firm. smoked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't fight after, that's right. Then oh, has no arms. It's yeah, just a tail. Yeah, but imagine not coming ever again. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I might, I might just... Just take Wait, a beating. Me, me and the, the missus, we can we can both take it on. So basically, Anyways. you have to take a beating every time you come. Unless the wife helps me out, and we can both take it down together. <laughs> I'll hold his head, and she can grab the towel, and we'll just fucking wrestle it. Carly, do you have any input to this? But then, return? what are you going to do with the sperm? Do you then put it back up here so you can start again? Like, what happens? <laughs> oh my God, Carly, I'll bury it out in the garden. Uh, all right, let's try and get to actually something bodybuilding related. This is good for you, Ben. Let's see what you have to say about this. I've always had a really strong teardrop and have a very weak sweep. What can I do to focus more on my quad sweep? Well, we discussed this last time, didn't we? The very first time I was on, we spoke about foot positioning with quads. Doesn't it depend on your, your insertions too, though? Like you might not have like, if you've got high insertions, like you're not going to have that kind of quad sweep, are you? Or low insertions, you mean? Like yeah. From the, from the hip. Because like if, yeah. you, if you look at somebody like Sean Roden, mm. his quad like inserts all the way up at the hip and he's had mm. this like this billowing sweep. But like if you look at someone like a Bob Chicarillo, his sweep stops like halfway up his leg. Yeah. yeah. So I think insertion does play a... Go I ahead. I think this is where range comes into play. I think the deeper you take a leg press movement, be it a squat, leg press, whatever, I think you're going to engage more VMO and more glute, right? So, I've been, doing it, so I've been doing this wrong the whole time? I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just talking this out with you. I might be wrong. And just, just hear me out. I'm not just, saying you are wrong. I'm saying I was wrong. I'm, I'm saying biomechanically, if you look at the – so if you look at the ECG – of muscle activation, it's much yeah. greater. It's much greater the VMO when the knee is uh, almost complete flexion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus when it's straight. Yeah, and the same goes for the glute when the hip is in complete flexion. So, theory would suggest, and I don't know this. This is this is why I'm just talking out loud. I don't know, but that mid range is where the quad the sweep works. Uh, yeah, the not not the quarter side, but the you're like was it the semi? Uh, you know what I mean. The outer, the lateralis. Lateralis. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where you get more lateralis engagement, I believe. So things like I don't like box squatting per se, but you know what I mean. That kind of I or, see what or, you're saying. Or pinned leg presses. I think actually Luke and I did this with uh, Joe Bennett, the hypertrophy. What's coach. a what's a pinned leg press? So on the Arsenal strength one, they have the the leg press, and you can pin. Like you can move the stopper. You know the stopper that stops it. Oh, so it only comes back like so far. Right. I think if you can get that, because a lot of people are trying to get all the way down, right? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you want a full range and everything. I'm, like for a beginner, that's what you want to do. Yeah. I'm thinking if you're now thinking, you know, the scalpel's out as you put it, or Luke puts it. Yeah. You know, to find the details. I think if you go and put that stopper on slightly higher than you normally would, and play around with that, because I think, you, and also I'd put a band on it as well, because you get less, yeah, you'll get less at the very bottom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that way you'd 
be recruiting more of the lateralis as opposed to when you're going full depth and the, the glutes going to fire hard and the VMO is going to fire hard, especially if it's already dominant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you got to remember. When someone has that dominance, you've got to almost baby up that out of it, right? Because they're yeah. going to kick in. I have that problem. My VMO, my VMO is dominant over my lateralis, but mm. I have to try and figure out how to like always manage that. But I know also I think like leg extensions. Yeah. The last like 20 degrees of a leg extension is going to be mostly VMO. Yeah. So I, w- I would load that thing a little heavier and Go do half partial range at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, it's funny. You said Joe Bennett. I think I have him on soon. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what a you know what a V bar handle is or a close grip handle. Yeah, I saw this argument. Yeah. Can you tell me, as somebody who studied uh, biomechanics and all that, do you agree that there are some things in theory that don't work in practice? Bodybuilding is ninety percent of theory that doesn't work in practice. So that's kind of what I what I've come to the conclusion with his theory about the close grip because. When he talks about it is in terms of science, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, your arms are going to flare out and it doesn't make sense to do this. It makes more sense to do this where you can get like a deeper range of motion. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that when I do T-bar rows, I get the best back pump out of any other back exercise. Here's where I think both of you have points. Cause I watched the debate. Yeah. And I saw you comment on it and it's conditional to the individual. Um, and I know that's a cop out answer, but if you're a lot of Joe Bennett's following are not pro bodybuilders. Yeah. I have a terrible back. Mm. Right? That's it's hard for me to feel my, my lap engage. Yeah. When my hands are wider apart, I can certainly get a better retraction through my scapula. Yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. So I think if you don't have that problem, don't worry about it. But, but this is the thing. I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that he's 100% right that with your hands here, you can actually get better range Mm -hmm. of motion. What I am disputing is that with my hands close, it still feels fucking amazing. Right. And that's because he just, because he's, because he's not only talking about close grip T bars, he's talking about close grip, close grip cable rows, like close grip, close grip, any row. Right. But this is so something I do when I coach, when I send people their training programs is I'll write their training plan out. So it might be like lap pull down. But I'll put preferred, I'll put in brackets, your preferred grip. And then I put a note on there and they say, I want you to play around with your hand position. I want to play around with the implement you use. All I want you to do is follow the same movement pattern. Learn to feel, learn to feel the muscle working. Right. If you, if I give you a T-bar row and you don't feel it, it's no fucking good. Mm -hmm. I want you to say, but if you tell me that you can do like, you know, the handle that's. Yeah. yeah, The wide grip handle. yeah. Yeah. If you fit it on that. Do not waste your time on the close grip handle. Go and switch to that one. But there is one caveat to that. Yeah. If you're a beginner and you don't feel it, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means that maybe you haven't learned how to feel it yet. Mm. Yes. You know what Which I'm saying? Like just, just because you do a squat the very first time mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't feel anything. I just feel it in my lower back. Well, it could be, right. because, you're, could be because you're squatting like shit. You might but need to learn how I, to do the movement. That's when I said a lot of Joe's followers are of that ilk. You know, they're in that yeah, category. It, if I'm trying to teach a beginner the mechanics of training, then be, then Joe is 100% right. Right. But if I'm in the gym and I'm trying to teach somebody, you know, hand to hand, like in person, we're working together. 
I'm putting them on the T-bar with the close grip. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, and I'm going to teach them how to use it. Cause right. I've, I've, there's very, very few bodybuilders at, you know, in the top level or even close to the top level I can think of that don't do close grip T-bar rows. Right. But then you're saying when you're in the gym with them and I agree. And I think if Joe was in the gym with them, agreed. If but that's not, to- but that's not what he wrote. That's not what he wrote. Right. What he, okay. what he, what he wrote was, I don't know why anybody would ever use this handle. Yeah. That's a little, it's a little it's like broad stroke. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little broad yeah. stroke. Right. So maybe yeah. when I have him on the podcast, we can clarify all that, but I just thought right. it was a little, like, I just, I'm like, am I crazy? Cause when I saw it, I'm like, am I nuts? Cause that's my favorite handle. Yeah. But you use a fork. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Ronnie Coleman still would have been the Olympian and overall phenom he is if he never stepped foot in Metroflex with Brian? What about branch? Do you think every circumstance and decision lead Ron, led Ronnie to this career or would he still get there even if he worked out at Gold's Venice or Good Life? Carly, what do you think? Do you think Ronnie Coleman still would have been Ronnie Coleman if he had to train at like a different gym? Yeah, because he's Ronnie Coleman, isn't he? Hmm. It's, up, it's up here, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's got the, he's, he's got the mindset and he's got the, the genetics, isn't he? So he's just an animal. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Ben? Yeah, I think the same branch was an animal before he went to Metroplex, right? Yeah. Stories. But it kind of goes back to what we were saying about, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate because I, I agree with both of you that if it's up here, then it doesn't really matter where you are. But at the same time, it goes back to what we were saying about when you said, how come there's so many good Canadians? And I said, it's because they're, yeah. they're all in that environment together. Right, nature yeah. versus nurture kind of thing, right? That's right. So I wonder, yeah. like, I wonder if Ronnie Coleman was this great if being in the same gym with Branch and Brian in that environment made him like that. Kind of elevated it, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Or maybe he would have been better if he'd have trained somewhere else and not got as injured as much. And Yeah, that's, that- there's a flip side to it, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you know? You don't, you don't know. I don't think he could have been any better. He might have been less injured. He might not have chased those big weights without that intensity, you know? Because I've been in there and you can't help but go, I've got to load this bar up until it's about to snap in half. Some people might hate the fact that I'm going to say this, but I don't think Ronnie Coleman would have been Ronnie Coleman if he didn't lift those heavyweights. Yeah, I agree. I do like, agree with you. Like that, body, like that body is built by fucking heavy training. That's not shit. You, yeah. you, don't, build, you don't build that physique with a fucking machine. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Would Ronnie Coleman would would Ronnie Coleman be Ronnie Coleman without that place? I think yeah, because if you're gonna if you if you, if you put him say in a fitness first or a real commercial gym, would he still have that kind of that you know that fire? Because I know if I'm going into a David Lloyd, I don't have the same kind of oh, I really want to train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm kind of changing my opinion as we speak. I feel like your environment does matter. Maybe, maybe Dorian Yates wouldn't have been Dorian Yates without the dungeon and Leroy. You know what I mean? Like maybe you need Mm -hmm. that, 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 yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah. Uh, There have been, this is a long question, but I want to answer it. I'm going to try and summarize it. Or maybe I'll just read it and you guys can see what you get from it. So, There have been multiple studies done that suggest that several men in the bodybuilding industry community struggle with muscle belittlement, meaning believing that one is less muscular 
than they truly are or bigorexia. I think a lot of us know it as bigorexia. Do you guys feel like you have gone through this or have you found a way to overcome it? If you have not experienced this, have you noticed other bodybuilders who have or might be experiencing bigorexia? Mm. What do you think? Um, yes, I've experienced it. No, it hasn't gone away. You don't deal with it. it you just, I, I, I constantly do the same thing. You know, and wait. it was worse. I think it was worse for me because training with Luke. Okay, right? wait, 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 wait. I just want to, let's, put it in a little box. So you can't say it's bigorexia if it's based on competition, right? Like if I say to you, Ben, I'm shrinking. If I said that in front of a normal person, yeah, they would be like, that guy's got bigorexia because he weighs 280 pounds and he thinks he's shrinking. So he must be fucked up in the head, yeah. right? But you know what I mean. I'm yeah. talking about relative to the 300 pounds I used to weigh. Yeah. Right. So it's not bigorexia. It's, it's based on competition. I used to be 300 pounds. I feel small now, not because I feel small amongst the general population. I feel small based on relative to what I was two or three years ago. So that's not, I don't consider that bigorexia. If you're walking around and you weigh 300 pounds and you're like, you know, you're like, Oh, I got to wear a hoodie cause I'm small and I don't want people to see me cause I'm small. That's okay. like, that's bigorexia. But then, right. like, you're, you're comparing yourself to your past. I think bigorexia is when you're not comparing yourself to what you used to be. It's like yeah. you think yeah. that what you are now is... Yeah, that's my point. I mean? Yeah, that's my point. So yeah. I think bigorexia is, like, no matter what, it's not a competition-based thing. You just think you're small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, in how, and it's just to different degrees, I think we all have that. Yeah. Some people are really I extreme. I don't think I have it. You don't? I could be in denial. <laughs> but, but what is, I think we're all driven by that to start working out in the first place. Though. No, see, that's the thing. I never wanted to be huge. I only got huge because I wanted to compete. Okay. Because you're Canadian. No, <laughs> no, like, no, like I just, I'm being honest. Like I, I told, I've told the story a million times. Yeah. I thought, I thought bodybuilding was fucking stupid. I didn't even think it was cool, but I started lifting weights and then I went to a show and I wanted to do it. So I got, yeah. did it. And then I wanted mm. to, I no, want to it. You're right. It is stupid. Luke, I did a both barrels with Luke and I mm. told him to explain what he does for a living to an alien <laughs> without, without feeling like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah. No, but, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is I understand that people want to be huge. Like, I get that. Some people are like, I've talked to guys. They're like, man, if I was, if I was your size, I'd go to the grocery store in a tank top and I want to be huge. And, I don't want to be huge. I don't go to the grocery store in a tank top. I don't like try and show it off. I literally got huge so I could compete. So I don't feel like I had bigorexia. Once I'm done competing, I'll probably be like Dorian Yates. I'll probably just shrink down to. I don't think that's the norm though, right? You know that that's not normal in our industry. I know, but they're, they're, I think she's just asking us. And then she says, do we know anybody else who is? So I'm just speaking for myself. Do you think though, do you think it's not actual, do you think it's more people that, say just train to look good do you think they more have bigorexia than we do because we're obviously training to improve to compete mm. so it's a different thing so we're analyzing our physique in a different way yeah that's kind of what my point was my my yeah. point i was trying to make is i think if you're getting big to compete then when you say stuff like i'm small yeah it's, yeah it's relative to your stage look or like it's relative to the sport you're trying to be involved in right 
Mm. I think if you're just like one of these guys that wants to get huge and look at the look good at the bar and you're like, Oh, I feel small. Like then it's different. I feel like there's like an emotional, there's something wrong there. Yeah. You need to get a hold of it. That's where they've got the, uh, the coat hanger as well, isn't it? You know, where they walk around yeah. like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you have something to prove, yeah. And you probably have that problem, right? Like, I don't know. Why don't you carry on, carry on with your point, Ben? Because you said you have it. Do you still think you have it after we've kind of discussed it more? Or? Not to the point there is an issue. I just think, I don't know whether I'm misunderstanding the question or not, but like, like Luke, because this is my point where I was always with Luke. Yeah. Right? And when you train with Luke, you, everyone feels fucking, James felt tiny. I didn't feel yeah. tiny when I trained with Luke. You didn't? <laughs> well, I felt no, I didn't feel I didn't feel tiny at all, actually. We this was before he got even better though, but right. what I did feel was he was strong as fuck. I was like, mm-hmm. that that guy's fucking strong as fuck. Well see, I could hang with him on the strength stuff. It was the yeah. size stuff I was just like, what the f-? like No, size wise I was fine. It was the strength I was like blown right. away at how the fuck. But I'd walk around at conventions like body power or whatever and like Luke used to love you about the biggest thing anyone used to say to me when they met me was like, holy shit, you're way bigger in person. Because if I'm on camera next to Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, just mm. fucking swallowed up. So for a guy that's always been, that started off skinny and scrawny, that wanted to be big, you're then training partners, one of the best bodybuilders in the country, if not the world. Yeah. You're going to... But you just said something. You said something that I think is the key point to it. You said if you start off skinny and you want it to be big. Mm. So for you, it's, you want it to be big. It wasn't based on competition. You just want it to be bigger. Yeah. 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 Like, I, yeah. But I think that's, I think, and again, this is where I think the separation comes from you and some people that, that want to just bodybuild for, to compete. I think a lot of guys got into bodybuilding just to be bigger. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. I think the most, the majority of us, and obviously I can't speak for the whole, but I think a large proportion of the bodybuilding community come from the same place that I did. My, my life, I don't, I don't want this to sound bad. I, I, I owe my whole life to bodybuilding. I love everything about it, but my life got harder, the bigger I got. And I don't mean like tying my shoes and putting on clothes. I mean like my social anxiety, like just doing everyday things, like going to dinner with my wife and things like everything got harder the bigger I got just buying cars like I want to buy my Corvette I'm like I barely fucking fit in this thing but I stuffed mm-hmm. myself in and did it anyway but like but maybe, see, I was, maybe I Carly was, sorry go ahead man no, I, was I, was gonna... say, like, I did the same thing about six seven years ago I mean I was a little I wasn't as big as I am now but I met a bunch of my old school friends mm. and none of them trained they're all in finance work in the city and we were in one of their gardens playing cricket and they all took their tops off and I wouldn't because I'm like, I felt embarrassed because I was a lot bigger and I'm better shaped than them. So I kept my clothes, I was sweating my ass off. But yeah. I was like, I'm not doing it because I don't want to be that guy. You don't want to pretend you're showing up. You don't want to seem like you're showing off. Yeah. 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 Carly, you, you've downsized a lot. Has your life, I don't want to say has your life gotten better. That's the wrong way to put it. But has your life gotten easier since being like jacked? Um, I I'm the most comfortable the way I look now than I ever have been. I, 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 when I train, I loved training. Um, and I loved competing. I loved all like changing your body, but through all competing, I wasn't happy with the way I looked. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so what I mean. I always, yeah, I always said as soon as I stopped competing, I'd downsize. I always said that yeah. um, because for like for a female point of view, it's not something that I personally liked as a female but mm. i did it for a reason i did it for like my goal and like the, the purpose at the time so yeah yeah 100 i think that's what i meant by it affected my life because i yeah. always felt i felt better smaller yeah mm. and the bigger i got the harder i like i didn't look at myself the same the only time the only time i like being 290 is five hours a week when i'm in the gym yeah yeah that's my point yeah. that's what i'm trying to say that, like, Outside, if I could just flick a switch on and off, I'd be 240 outside of the gym. I'd be 290 in the gym. So you are like me then, because that's how I feel. I'd be like, yeah, but 240 everyone... still pretty. No, 240 still pretty big though, right? Well, maybe that's the bigger exia in me. I don't think 240 is big. <laughs> 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 like, I, like when I'm done, like when I'm done bodybuilding, I'll be 240. I'd be like, okay, I'm 240. That's comfortable, right? Like <laughs> I don't cute. feel. I don't mean, I'm not trying to say it like in a mean way, but you know, I don't know. I guess maybe you can't self-diagnose this kind of thing, but if we could, I don't feel like bigorexia exists when you're talking about it in a competition setting. I feel like it's reserved for people who are doing it for a different reason, I think. Anyway. And it's Um, to the smaller guys. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, if you could have as many cheat meals as you wanted without getting fat, but had to wear men's physique board shorts all the time in public places, including the gym, would you do it? Yes. Yeah. Right. This is pretty obvious. Good burgers and an ice cream taste. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Give me those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll do a couple more. We've been on for a, lo- a while now. Um, okay. What are the best ways to get your social media following to grow starting from nothing? How do you stand to get out to get noticed? Carly, what do you have to say to this person? Um, I think be yourself is the the main thing. Um, I would say, because I mean, we all have different things that we can push, we can promote and, you know, be authentic because, you know, space, for example, there's so many say fitness girls out there doing, you know, these standard workouts, which are fantastic because, you know, they're, they're giving other people more knowledge and more workouts to do, but don't try and copy that person because that person's already there. Like you need to, do what you're good at and like you know what basically you what if you want to talk like talk about something you want to talk about because I couldn't sit here and talk about something that one I didn't have a clue about well I don't have a clue about anything but um if I if I wasn't passionate about talking about something then it's not going to come across the same way yeah so I think I think being real is probably the very very first one yeah I think if you're I think I think not like I think being real but I think if you're if you're looking at the long game with anything, you have to be real because, yeah. like, if if you look at if you look at people in the fitness industry, like, there's a lot of people who come and go, and the reason they come and go a lot of the time is because they're not real. Yeah. Whereas the ones that stay for a long time are like the good eggs, I suppose. They're the authentic ones who are really there. They're showing their true colors, kind mm. of thing. I think yeah. I think that's the best yeah. of, the best advice, probably at the top of, at the top of the heap. I think more specifically, 
Um, I think frequency matters, the amount you're posting. If you're posting like one thing yeah. a week, one thing a week or one thing every, you know, every few days, not enough. You got to post every, especially if you like, you're on YouTube, you got to post a video, you know, three, four times a week. If you're on Instagram, it's gotta be every day. Um, I think content matters too. I think, you know, I, I go on some people's like, so now I'm looking for clients, right? I'm looking, not clients for athletes for hostile. I kind of look around here and mm-hmm. there, just, just quietly looking. And I'll go to a guy's page and every single fucking photo is a selfie. Yeah. Like every, no, and I don't I mean, I don't, I, yeah. but, I, but I don't mean like a, let me rephrase. I don't mean a selfie. Like I'm wearing a different outfit or a different pose. It's like every photo is like a front relaxed with a shirt off. He's just going like, yeah. This. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not going to get a big following. If every fucking photo is exactly the same, you're not offering anybody. Yeah. Anything. It's just boring, isn't it? Yeah. Well, because I, I, I must admit, I, um, we scout for, um, influencers as well. So I, I go and I prove probably about 20 to 40 a month. Yeah. Um, so I look at Instagram pages and some of the girls they've got a really good look but every single photo is them posing in the mirror same pose and it's boring and it's yeah. just like because of, because of that i just i i don't have them on board you know, I, think, so it, I think sorry go ahead carly i, I didn't mean to interrupt no just saying i think you know it's you have to you know variety on a page so it, you know so it's like it's your shop window isn't it so yeah if you've got things that are interesting on there for people to follow, either to motivate, to learn, um, or that's funny to be inspired, then they're the kind of things you've got to go for. So it could be you telling your story. It could be something that people are going to learn from, or it could be inspiration and motivation. I think Mm -hmm. they're the key things to put on there. And that Mm -hmm. could be that you program your um your weekend so monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday whatever so monday could be something to do with like a motivation so it could be a workout tuesday could be you telling a story about something that you've gone through yeah. so you have like different set up a schedule you're telling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well i think i think the one thing people need to learn is you have to offer something for people to follow you and i don't think that gets it comes across often enough i think people think mm well, I have a nice physique and I'm good looking and everybody should just follow me. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen literally hundreds of people that are good looking with good physiques with no followers because they just post mm-hmm. the same photo every day. And I'm like, that's not how it works. You have to offer somebody something. You have to offer them, like you said, motivation, information, something, some reason for them to come back. And if you look at the best influencers in the game, like if you look at like a Brad, Bradley Martin or whoever, they're not just standing there. Like their shit's different every day. He's, he's entertaining because it's different. It's not, he's not posting the same thing every single day. So life isn't isn't a photo shoot, right? Well, but it's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating because people want to take, right? They're like, look at me. I'm good looking. My physique is good. You should all be following me. And that's a take, like that's a take personality where you should be offering, you should be giving, and then people will follow you. So you, there's a, there's a, there's an equation to it. Like, it's not just, you know, there's, like you said, be real, be frequent, mm. be, be, have variety and, and give, give something to people. Don't just take, cause it's like, not, they won't follow you for that. My, I don't have a huge following, but my strategy is I put up information like in my captions that I want to read, that I would yeah. want to read. Yeah. Right. 
I don't want like it's boring if I just see some guy on the beach or leaning against his car like he's got a new Range Rover yeah. or some shit like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or wearing a new like a matching tracksuit. I don't give a fuck about that. I couldn't care less. I see it all the time everywhere. Mm. Like that's where the, the Instagram TVs I put out and the the cycle information. I you know that's my kind of angle. I put out that's what I'd want to read. So I yeah, put yeah. that out. Yeah. I also think the second part too is once once you have some sort of following engagement like don't be an arsehole and think that you know it's, oh i've got so many messages and just ignore them all like these people are taking their time out you're not that fucking important like you're not that important yeah. reply to yeah. people give them a p even if it's a short answer but acknowledge them because you're no fucking better than them just because you've got a bigger number next to your following yeah than they do right the, so, the only time i would say somebody doesn't have to get back or or maybe should is if they have like some people have like a million followers or more or whatever, right? You're not going to be able to handle all the messages. So, yeah. but you should, like you said, you still do as you're coming up, you won't have that excuse. You know what I mean? No. If you're, if you're trying to build your base, you don't have that excuse. Cause that means you don't have any followers yet, or you have very few. So Ben's right. hundred percent. You have to enter. And it's not just in DMS too. It's in comments. If you're not responding to comments, that matters too. So all these, all these things matter. It's not, it's a, it's a full-time job. It really is. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, I don't know. I mean, for some people, they make it seem easy, but I don't find it to be easy at all. I feel like it's a full-time job. It takes a lot of effort to like make it work. I have to, with Denise, I have to tell her like, hey, I'm, I might be sat on my phone, but I'm not just like sat there yeah. jacking off. I'm, I'm like, if I'm nine to five in, I don't, I work from home. So I'm like, I'm on my phone. Yes, we're lucky because I can, you know, we can stop in between work and I can have a conversation with you, but I need to reply to these people. And yeah. Stay on top of it. Well, for you, it's your, stay on top of it. For you, it's yeah. your clients too. It's not just DMs. You have all your clients are messaging mm -hmm. and stuff. A hundred percent of my business comes through my phone through Inst firstly through Instagram, right? That's hundred percent of my business comes through that. Yeah. And then all of my clients have my WhatsApp, and I have clients yeah. in Australia, Malaysia, America. It's it's twenty four seven, right? Yeah. And I won't yeah. have day off. Mm. Um, okay, let's take two more questions. Sorry, guys, I may keep you this long. Um, let's skip that one. Carly, do you watch UFC or no? Yeah, I'm not in like into it probably like you guys are. Okay, let's skip that one. Um, this is a good one to finish with, actually, because it might be a little bit longer answer for some. I don't know, but uh, when did everything click for you? Life, business, directional direction, and goals. Has everything clicked for you, Carly, or when did everything click for you? You feel like you're in a good place? Yeah, I think um, I think more things clicked for me when me and Luke actually split up because he he always knew um, what my potential and what I could do. But where I think I suppose um, I was quite complacent and like comfortable in the way we was. Like I never really pushed myself and I didn't believe in myself. But yeah. when we actually split up, it pushed me to do things that, you know, and achieve things that he knew I could do, but I didn't believe in myself. So I would say, yeah, only kind of what, two, two odd years ago, I'd say. And that's things when clicked. I was like nice. way happier, happier. Yeah. And when I downsized as well. So how did you, so you think, you think the key to, your life kind of clicking was actually just being out on your own and having to make things work. 100% because when like 
even though it was like one of the hardest times of my life, like we split up, I lost my job. Um, and then I stopped competing. And when I stopped competing, like for like 10 years, I was either Carly the fitness model or Carly competitor. So that was kind of like my tag. Yeah. And then like, because of all that, I didn't realize, like, I don't know who I was. So I had to, I thought I had to recreate myself and build myself again mm-hmm. and kind of find out like what I like now and, you know, yeah. who I actually was and wanted to be as a person. That's actually the, I think the most, the best thing you said, I think. Ben, I'm going to let you answer and I'll, I'll come back to that. Ben, you, what, what do you well, I think? Gonna, I, I was going to add to Carly's because I know that to be true. Everything she just said, certainly. And I know that, that was Luke's opinion. I don't want to be too you know, deep and emotional, but he was incredibly proud of what Carly became after they broke up. That was, mm. I, he would say that to me countless times. What was your, um, what was your moment? I think that gave you, that you felt like things kind of clicked for you or have you gotten there yet or, in your life, in your life, Ben. No, I don't think I'm there yet. I'm working towards it. I thought I was, I thought I was on my way there um, seven, six years ago before my motorbike accident. I mean, I was living in London. I was earning very good money, personal training. Like I was in the West End of London and earning really good money. Um, I had an apartment on the Thames, and I thought life mm. was. I thought I had it all figured out, and then the crash happened. And I think the crash is like my version of what Carly had with, you know, that was her moment where the rug got whipped from under my feet. Yeah. And I was, um, I then had to, I was like living back at my dad's house for three years, trying to you know, walk again, this and that. So I had to start over. I think I'm on my way, but I don't think I'm there yet. Like I'm moving here. Like I had little moments where they just, I kind of, I get confirmation that I'm on the right path, right? You're working towards yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm not there, but I think, uh, I think the last six months to year, last, no, the last year or two, uh, things have started to come together a bit more for me, mm-hmm. both uh, business and relationship and all of that stuff. I think it's a work in progress. And I like that. I don't, I don't want to ever feel like I've reached the top yet. I want to, yeah. in, in my life, I don't mean the top. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I think with with you, I find that you're like you're more creating that what you actually did want. Like whenever you used to speak to me and Luke, like the things that you actually wanted in life, you're kind of creating that now. And you're, I think, like well, what I see, you feel a lot more at peace and at ease with everything than like you ever have done. Yeah, I like I said, yeah, so that's definitely true. I think back certainly two years ago and before then, before my accident, I was an arrogant prick um yeah and i thought i wanted like a flashy lifestyle with like girls falling off my arms you know what i mean like the typical yeah like i was 25 26 living in london and i was just a bit flash a bit arrogant and a bit of a cunt but i think the accident grew me up some more and now coming into my 30s just i've become a bit more of an adult now you know mm-hmm. um, and and the smaller things in life have given me pleasure and and some some peace rather than chasing a ferrari and watches yeah. and car you know how old are you ben 32 yeah okay so that kind of so when i was coming up i always thought like reaching your goals or reaching the part that makes you click was kind of achieving things so i thought oh once i turn pro everything's gonna click and nothing clicked mm. and then i when yeah. I when I when I started getting like checks, I started getting a couple good contracts and shit. I'm like, once I get the money, then things will click, and then nothing fucking clicked. 
then I thought, oh, once I have a car and an apartment and I own all my shit, then nothing. None of the fucking material shit made any difference. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything clicked until it's what Carly said, which was I found myself, which yeah. sounds really cheese. Like it sounds really fluffy and cheesy, whatever, but somewhere around age 34, 35, I started to become comfortable with who I was and bodybuilding and the, the size I was and who I was and as a person and all those things. And it wasn't until that point that I was like, okay, this is the life I wanted to create. And everything seemed like it clicked at that point, but it doesn't mean, so I guess to answer the question, it, it's almost like it feels more like an emotional thing than it does a material thing. I think you can have, you can have all the shit in the world that you want and still feel like you're not, nothing's clicking. Yeah. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta figure out what's going on inside first. And, um, but it's uh, to your point, Ben, it's still not sad. Like you're never satisfied. You're not like, just because something clicks, just because something clicks, it doesn't mean you're like, Oh, okay, I'm done. I can fucking just lay on my ass now. I still, yeah, I'm, still have like a million more things I want to do. Right. I'm, I'm guilty of if things get too comfortable, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit of a risk taker and I'll jump and change something completely. Yeah. I get bored and I have to do something drastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have to keep myself, interested i have to keep selling something in front of me to aim at doing so i'm one of these people that if i get a bit of money i'm going to spend it all like i don't say i'm not uh, i don't save i don't do this I, I take risks and i'm but i think that keeps me stimulated and keeps me moving forward yeah makes sense yeah. carly before we go i want to ask you because i know there's a lot of women in the fitness industry and i and i will say this even if it's offensive to some women women don't make the same amount of money con- contractually that men make in the, in the bodybuilding world. Um, how hard was it for you to start your business, run your business? Are you happy you started your business? Do you think other women can do something like this? Not necessarily the same thing with the, with the clothing, but like, would you tell another female to do this kind of thing to, to be able to kind of supplement their life and make a living and have a career for themselves? Yeah, 100%. I mean, when when I was actually in the, the fitness industry and competing, I found it very hard to understand why us women wasn't getting paid as much and, you know, that kind of thing when it comes to sponsors. Yeah. So, but that's just, that's just reality. That's just the way it is. And that's what sells is, you know, the, the, the big guys, you know, that's what sells. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that like a muscular woman isn't going to sell a product yeah. as much if it's say like, you know, whey protein or whatever. Um, so I think you can, you can build businesses out of what we do. You just have to, you have to find something you're passionate with as well. And you have to find something that, um, you know, is kind of missing. Like for me, the reason I started is because I couldn't find any leggings that fitted me properly because of the size of my legs compared to the size of my waist and everything. Yeah. So when I was training, I felt uncomfortable or yeah. they were see-through or whatever. So I found, I, I, you know, I found something that was missing and then I kind of acted upon that. So I think it's not actually following what anyone else is doing. It's just finding something that one, you're passionate about and two, something that you, a problem that you could solve. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you feel, do you feel happy staying in the fitness industry though? Is it something that keeps you connected to your passion? Um, I don't, 
I don't feel like in in it that much, to be honest with you. Okay. So like, it's a completely it's a it's a completely different part of it yeah. because now um, it's more of um, you know I speak to more manufacturers and you know different different other uh, business people talking about different brands and so it's I'm kind of out of the the competitive side of it so yeah. it's like I've kind of you know the I'm still in it but not yeah yeah well that's kind of what I decided to do with the supplement company right because even after I yeah. retire if I retire from bodybuilding I'm not on the competitive side but I feel like I can still stay in the industry because I'm doing the supplements right so it's yeah. kind of that's kind of what I meant was since you're still doing clothing brands for fitness people mm. it kind of keeps you connected even though you're not competing yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah. because you, you know, like yourself, you're looking at all the different upcoming competitors and everything. You, you're still kind of in it because you're interested yeah. to see who's next and yeah. you know other people's physiques and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, I think we've been on for like an hour and a half. Ben, is there anything you want to say before we go? Do you like your new microphone? Are you going to start using a spoon or are you going to start using a fork in the future like normal people or what? I will never use a fork out of principle now. <laughs> I think he does need to get a ring light though because he's getting darker and darker. It's because the sun is moving that way. Um, yeah. I do have a request. Carly. I have a request for Carly. Glutey wear men's range white leggings. Sample. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'll have to send them to you because Luke was the one who was going to trial them all out because we actually had them. We were getting some. I do have a giant ass, so. You are the main man. So you have giant what? <laughs> giant, giant what? Ass? ass. Yeah. <laughs> Carly, my ass is huge. Check out a big ass. Actually, Carly. It's, it's actually, before that, before we switch off, did Ben ever tell you that, um, how, how Luke and Ben actually met? No, no. Well, maybe. He said he didn't even like Ben. No, he didn't. He did. It was so funny because, like, me and like I started. He said he is exact. His exact words were he dressed like a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> it was because he's like I used to speak to Ben at um, Ripped when he was PT in there, and Luke always used to say, "Oh, you see that cunt over there? Look at the way he dresses. Look at his hair." And I was like, <laughs> "Babe, he's a really nice guy." And he's like, "No, no, he's not." And then all Luke of a sudden, they're best mates. Luke always, hated, Luke always hated good-looking guys. You think he was... Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I think he was jealous, maybe. He was like... <laughs> All right. Um, okay, guys. You know what, Carly? I appreciate you coming on. Ben, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you guys very much. I'll try and get this up today. If not today, it'll be up tomorrow for sure. Wicked. And, thanks um, for inviting us. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day, guys. See you later. Bye-bye.